It's time to go into auto reverse with Tony and Matt, where we look at bands that were underappreciated, misunderstood, forgotten, and to some unknown. This week we're going auto reverse on Captain Beyond. Captain Beyond is a band, Tony, that, jeez, uh, I mean, um, <laughs> they got quite a story, um, especially how the band, well, pretty much kind of a fluke how they got even started, given that, um, you know, coming from Iron Butterfly, which was like riding a, like, like on a high at the time. I, you know, I was reading this article from uh, Rhino Reinhardt was talking about it. And they were like, they were like, they were killing it. They were just doing, they, they were like at the top of their game. And then the lead singer of Iron Butterfly basically said, yeah, um, I don't, you know, this, this alcohol and drugs and women thing, I, I, I got to give it up. Which was funny because he was like the guy when he was sitting across from, I forget the, guy, the singer from Iron Butterfly's name. But he was, he had like a gin, two gin and tonics and the two girls next to, on the right and left of him while he said that. So it was from well, that. he was he was trying to get his last licks in there before he became born again, probably. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. seem right. I mean, you know, you should be like you're like I'm gonna start next week. I'm gonna I'm going full. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna start next. Week. I'm going full time. I'm going full time on Jesus next. Starting next week. <laughs> yeah, next week. Next week. <laughs> yeah, I'll call him next week. I'll call Jesus next week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know the thing that I, I I picked up slowly about them, and then they got then you know Reinhardt got you know called Bobby Caldwell, who at the time I think was playing with the Allman Brothers, um, and they kind of built the band and brought Rod Evans in. And the thing that I'm ashamed to say, like I forgot that Rod Evans sang with Deep Purple, saying uh, he was the first lead singer for Deep Purple. Yeah, and he's on uh, Shades of Deep Purple yeah. and the other record, the one with the. Hieronymus Bosch album cover. I just can't remember the, the I think it's just called Deep Purple. Yeah. Um, and he's got such a soulful voice. Yeah, Hush. I would always go like, wow, Ian, like I remember the first time I heard Hush, I was just like, wow, Ian's Gillen's really kind of, I, they basically must have told him to dial it up after this album because I know they went, I knew the thing that they went from uh, the, the kind of softer beginnings and then went harder. Um, but anyhow, like, just like a perfect band, Captain Beyond, um, and kind of like, kind of picked up the reins of the proto metal um, mm -hmm. vibe that Iron Butterfly was doing, and took it into like a really kind of interesting direction. Oh, into the stratosphere, uh, yeah. argu arguably the best record for the sort of proto metal direction, if you think about it. I, I mean, that's just me. How like. So, like, in the late 90s, when I was doing teeping, I put out Nebula and Sleep and all this stuff. I, you know, I had someone told me, uh, it might have been Ned Brewster or it might have been Ruben Romano from Nebula. Dude, there's all these bands from the late 60s, early 70s that you've probably never heard about that sort of influenced the stoner stuff that I was right. doing at the time. And... I was getting, t I got tapes from that. I got tapes from Ruben. I got tapes from various different people. I even got tapes that were sent to Nebula. Like they were sent to Neb on behalf of Nebula, but I intercepted them at my PO box at the TP PO box. And I wound up 
keeping them and from different fans. And, and I, I always remember how Captain Beyond stood out like so much uh, to me. Um, just, and then, then I got the record and then I was like, this is such a fantastic record start to finish. Mm -hmm. Um, We're talking about the self-titled record. Right. And, um, and that to the point where I think that, album maybe and i might consider it my one of my top 10 favorite records of all time yeah you know we were talking before we uh started recording about uh an album that came out a year before that one that was probably seminal in the that movement as well as the master's reality um yeah and you know and this is something you you know when you come to new york and i think in a couple of weeks right you know you and mm-hmm. i could talk about if you if you put Masters of Reality and Captain Beyond's first album in a cage match. Who would you? Who would you? You know, who would you have winning at the end? Because it's a really, it's it, it's they're both kind of mind blowing in different ways. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the they're verse, both. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. They're both progressive. They're both ahead of its time. They're both ahead of their time. I mean, I mean, I think. Captain Beyond were more on the more progressive for sure bent than Sabbath were. Sabbath were more Sabbath were inventing a sound and and so was Captain Beyond but Cap- Captain's Beyond, Captain Beyond's uh sound was a little bit more progressive dare I say jazzier you know just right. a little bit it's a little different but yeah, yeah who, who would win in a cage match I think it would be like the like a Rocky movie where they both knock each other out it's just like yeah. I don't know it's hard to say they're uh, I mean, Sabbath's whole thing was a history of living in Birmingham, and it like you could hear it in the music. And Captain Beyond, it was a little different because those guys, some guys were from San Diego, one guy was from LA, so it wasn't. And then the label that they were on, Capricorn, was in Georgia, right. so there wasn't so much of this like shared history of the members, but there was a shared history of the sound of their sounds of what they were. They were also inventing something like Sabbath were. Um, and then they had this wonderful, like seductive sounding singer, uh, right. Rod Evans, who I, I just, it like blew my mind when I found out that he was in Deep Purple before. But then I, but then when I go back and listen to that Deep, the, the, the Deep Purple from that period, it's a very Baroque and very, you yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah, Baroque yeah. pop, like psych pop. And yeah. it, it makes sense that he was the singer for that and not Ian Gillian. So, um, yeah, it's just, uh, it, they're, we always talk about Captain Beyond, me and you. Always. Yeah, yeah. Always, always. There's not a moment there's not a moment where we don't talk about it. And to the point where me and you maybe didn't you know, we're now on our fifty something uh episode. There's a there's probably because we talked about them so much, that's probably why it took us so long to cover them, because I think in internally we thought they were too revered. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, because we do go back and forth a lot about Captain Beyond, and I, you know, we make a point of when we're listening to Captain Beyond to tell the other person that we're listening to Captain Beyond, because it's like it's just, you know, <laughs> it's like so good, it, like you just like oh, I'm listening to Captain Beyond and listen to this, song, you know, and there's also like little nuggets you find out. The thing, you know, I don't want to belabor the 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 comparison to Master's Reality, but you know, the, I think the biggest difference for me uh, is that. You know, Sabbath kind of did. They're they're they were on a trajectory towards that album. You know, from the first the couple albums before that. First couple, yeah. Whereas yeah, right. Captain Beyond's out first album feels a little bit more lightning lightning in a bottle. Yeah, like they had arrived already. 
They arrive. To be on, it sounds like an arrival. It's like this is a jumbo jet landing at Heathrow Airport, filled with riff, riff upon riff upon riff of a thousand years, and yeah. that's Captain Beyond. And and it just blew my mind that it, at the time, this is in the late '90s, it blew my mind that someone made a record like that. Or a group, a group of someone's made a record like that. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I just couldn't. Be- I couldn't believe it. And the fact that it was, quote unquote, obscure, and you know, part of the sort of proto metal lineage, that that made it even more like mind blowing. Because I was just like, how is this not? How is this not an obvious thing? And um, <laughs> yeah. and and it. But and now I understand why it's not. But I under, also understand how like metalheads or people that are into like like heavy music right they know that it's there and they know that it's obvious and clear and clear you know so that's the beauty of that of that album and and then and then we can get into the songs if you want we can get into uh like bobby caldwell's drumming we can get yeah. you know like there's a million things we can talk about um and then i i actually had uh, what do you call it contact with um with what's his name? Um, let's see if I can get the name Dorman. right. Uh, Bobby, it was Bobby Caldwell. He was it Bobby Caldwell, the drummer. I think it might have been Bob. Yeah, the drummer. He contacted me in like 2000, 2001, because they put out a four track EP. He like kind of managed to get Rhino, and yeah, I think he got Rhino and some other person. Rhino was in the was playing with him, um, and then he got some other people. Excuse me, mm-hmm. to like another guy to sing, and they did like a four-track EP that he pitched to me when I was a TP, and I have his business card. <laughs> it says like Captain Beyond Productions, oh, and um, I I don't have the CD. I don't I don't even remember oh, what the gosh. music sounded like, but it was just it was funny. I, you know, I had I had I talked to him on the phone. You know, I think he lived in Florida at the time. Right, right. I think he's still and living in Florida. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, and it was like just like a funny moment to like see, like to go from like finding out about this band, being blown away by the first record, and then having him pitch me like the shit that he was doing at the time. It was just like whoa. Um, but you know that was that you know I was just on a rock label, so I wasn't surprised yeah, yeah. because yeah. I'm sure, like you know, even probably uh, Kevin uh, Iomi, you know Tony's cousin, probably called you. It's like hey. Uh, no, Kevin never called me. Kevin Iomi never called you? <laughs> he never called me. <laughs> Unfortunately, no.
you know, the, you talk about the progressive aspect of the band, which makes sense because they actually their name comes from, because when they were in Iron Butterfly, Rhino, the story is, they toured with Yes. And mm. after, after a night of some, I guess, some, um, some, you know, some spleef, going crazy on the spleef, mm. I guess his eyes looked in such a way that, that Chris Squire, the bassist for Yes, looked at his eyes and said, your eyes look like Captain Beyond. Yeah. And that's, he just, that's cool. That is kind of, you know, that's how they got their name. But that association with yes, because you're right, they are, there's not, they're, they're the way that they're banned, and they don't have a lot of stuff uh, album wise, but that first album is enough that is like, you know, is kind of dense enough in great music that it could last for a long time. Like, Sufficiently Breathless is actually got some great stuff on it too but the first album i like i like i like that album i picked yeah. it up recently i found i found a cheap copy and i like that album it's definitely more groovy kind of there's a yeah. there's a conga player there's more percussion right and i think is rod evans saying on that on that yeah, album? yeah yeah he is yeah yeah, yeah he's yeah, got yeah. it like okay. dude that come on that that the song sufficiently breathless that yeah su- that's a rod sufficient evans yeah, yeah sufficiently a, breathless yeah, yeah, on yeah. the dun 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 you know yeah. um and you know that album is like all written by Lee, the the bass player Lee Dorman, which I didn't know. I thought it was like they were mm-hmm. more collaborative, but I'm sure. Anyhow, uh, did you know that the keyboardist for that album was the uh, keyboardist for uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan? No, I didn't know that Reece, for the for the Sufficiently Breathless or yeah, the first Reece, one. Uh, Reese Wines, yeah. yeah, he was the. I didn't key- know that he was in Stevie Ray Vaughan's yeah, the, band. Well, when, when Stevie Ray Vaughan went keyboards with like um, step by not step by step, but the one one that has a little sister on it. Uh, anyhow, um, mm-hmm. what I like about Captain Beyond is like you were saying, it's like this kind of mixture of progress, progressive, like jazzy type stuff, but with hard mm-hmm. rock, mm-hmm. but with hard rock intentions. But they also mm-hmm. had like a like a spirit of kind of experimentation, like breaking up songs. You adding different little wrinkles to it, and his yeah, like the spacey, the spaciness that they had, uh, you, yeah, this, yeah. The, that all those like bra- spacey breaks. I mean, they even call them space rock too. Like, a, I see that thrown around too. But you know, um, yeah, it, it, the amount of space they created, and I'm not talking about space like in outer space, but the space they created in their songs, right? Um, is wonderful too i mean it's just like and also the 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 sequencing on the first on the first record is great too it's just it's seamless it's almost to me seems conceptual um in its nature i don't know if they meant it to be maybe they did uh but it just has that vibe too which is always a great thing for you like like when it when i think of my favorite records most of them are conceptual like they Mm -hmm. have a, a beginning a middle and an end like a book you know yeah and like a great book and so that that to, and that and they pulled it off and they pulled it off well i think like a like a great book they capture your attention from song or page one to the last page into the last song right? right and that's right and and i think really made the band strong which they were missing on albums that came that sufficiently breathless is is indeed bobby caldwell because you know he gave that kind of little some of the way that he lays down kind of foundation he it's really kind of 
I mean, and I, he's got I, crazy swing, man. But that I, you dude know, is like what a, one I, of the swinginest drummers ever. But that's the thing. What I'm gonna try to say is like I don't know how much I believe this, but I do believe it, it in some de- to some degree. Is like the band was led by him. Like it's kind of yeah. like he kind of set the tone that everything else was kind of. He was the foundation that, and drummers tend to do that, but some don't do it as well. Um, mm-hmm. But like for that band, with you have the. Um, um, that kind of elements of you have a guitar that's breaking in riffs here or there. You have a mm-hmm. bass player that's just you know very solid, doesn't really go over the top, and you have a real dynamic vocalist. But that drums and the beats and the swing, like you, that's a really great p- way of putting it. Like that swing of it really, really kind of makes the band for me. Uh, but it allows that kind of airiness and that uh, allows that makes everything else kind of stand up. Uh, and makes it really interesting. I mean, it makes them, you know, not a one-trick pony with their songwriting, but like they really kind of stretch it and go into do, into in do, new directions while still kind of keeping that central, like this is you know this is who we are vibe to it. Um, you know, that shoulders back, chest out type thing, which you know there's a bit of even if they get a little lighter and a little jazzier, they still sound like a a badass band, like almost like kind of a tight soul band. That's just really like all in lockstep with each other. Yeah, like dancing madly backwards. Yeah, that's where it's all sort of, it's all everything you just said. It's all put together on that song. The swing, the hardness, the soulfulness. It it, it defies everything. It's just so like, like you said earlier in this conversation. It's like they ca- they lightning in a bottle. They caught it, and that was it. They caught it. it I mean, it, what, it, what? There wasn't as much of it on sufficiently breathless and Dawn Patrol. What the hell's the name of the third? I can't remember the Bre- thing that they did for Warner Brothers. Breathless, not breathless. No, um, no. Yeah, Dawn Explosion. Dawn Explosion. Yeah, yeah. They, it's like the lightning's gone by those two albums, uh, the the subsequent ones. So, but the something, whatever they did on that first album is just it's fantastic. And well, like I said, it's made my top ten over the years just because it's just. I keep going back to it. I'm yeah, always and I, going back to it as a as a sort of like to measure so, so that to measure everything else by it. I measure everything else by that Captain Beyond record. And you know what? And it's they even the band themselves fail to. The, it's like it's such a high. Like it would have been a miracle if they could have pulled off a second album as good as the first album because that, oh yeah, you're they, right. It's you're it, right. It, like only few bands can do that, and the bands that can do that tend to be very successful because it's like yeah, yeah. You know, they have something that's that puts aside the ego or allows or they find a way to use the ego to mm-hmm. kind of pull together and put the band above everything else because what it seems like of everything that I've read. They're, after that album came out and they started kind of gelling live-wise, when they went to go do their next album, they were kind of direction-wise, the band was split up. It was like, you know, Rhino was on one side, Rod was on the other, and Caldwell was on the, mm-hmm. on the other side. And that's why you don't hear any Bobby Caldwell on, this, on the second album. And that's, the, that's, a miss, that's a key freaking thing to miss. Um, yeah, I, and, I, and these are, you know, these are... That's the human part of all that. But I mean, it's you know this is the this condition, but it's also rare earth. 
you know, rarefied air, not rare earth, not mm-hmm. to be, you know, I, said, I like rare. I know, you awesome. know why? You know why? I, you know, I said that fucko was because I was listening to your sh- show replay. And oh, you, I did play rare earth. And I yeah. said, so I mean, rarefied earth, rarefied air, rather, of ha- being able to kind of have a band that's able to do that kind of, to, to be able to take it to that level. Because, as you know, like, even doing the album that they did the first time was like, they just got together and it all came together. And it's not like an album that has, like, a lot of music on it, but it's a real tight, um, real, I mean, shit, it's just a real, kind of, you know, the vision on that album is really strong, too. It's like, I try to think of other albums, like, you know, like, here's a funny thing, like, Cactus is probably a stronger band per se, but they never got an album, even one, uh, one way or another. It's like there's no album of theirs that even touches the hem of that Cop- Captain Beyond album. <sighs> hey, so guys, they, hold, hold on. Yeah, yeah, hey, no. guys, I'm recording something here. Can you go screen somewhere else, please? <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's yeah, sorry. It's, it's, uh, I'm, not, I'm not working with tape. So we were digital, so yeah, that's, yeah, all, yeah, that's yeah, all I told yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. Uh, um, that's a great point about Cactus. Like, they made a bunch of good records, but nev- never anything as good as that Captain Beyond. They don't have any... No way. See, that, no, that's... No. And, and there goes... The, there's the difference. And I think that's what's the interesting thing about Captain Beyond. Like, there's a lot of... Ba- and Cactus is a good example. They made a lot of albums, but there's... but They made a lot of great songs, but they never mm-hmm. made any great albums. So... Yeah. And that's something Captain Beyond, they made a great album that really, it's, it's a meal when you sit down to it and you don't, you like their best, in some weird way, their best of album is their first album because it is so fucking good. Like you don't need anything else to really understand what the band's all about. Just listen to that one album because the albums come afterwards are nice and they add, add some kind of coloring and shape, you know, kind of some nice little wrinkles. But dude, if you want to know who Captain Beyond is, just listen to the first double album, first album and just thank us later. Their record, the self-titled Captain Beyond record is the promise of excellence come true. Yeah, that's really well put. Yeah, exactly. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, and they could have. Yeah, and I think that you know, given the 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 personalities, it's you know, the, you and I talk about this all the time. It's like it's not easy doing a band, and then you have the vagaries. Of, they had a shitty Capricorn treated them like shit, which never never helps the band dynamic because it doesn't seem like it ever unifies the band against the label. It seems to you know add more discord to the situation rather than help you kind of unify the people. You think it would make you unify the band, but it doesn't. Um, and they had a lot of things that go against them on that end. It's like, you know, if they would have had a stronger manager, stronger label, they probably could have had a little bit, right the boat a little bit. Or it was something that it just happened the way it really was supposed to happen. These guys made a fantastic album. Maybe in some part of their mind, they knew they blew their load and then just were like, I don't think we could do better than that. You know, maybe, maybe it's possible they thought that I should have asked Bobby Caldwell that when he um, called me, but I don't think it was the right time. <laughs> you know that, you know, if uh, you know, the thing is, is like you read the, the, sto- the, the a couple articles that I have read about Captain Beyond, they don't speak, they speak very um, highly of the what happened before and that happened that first album like this 
basically the you know the time from 70 when they got first got together in like 71 into like 73 and then when that starting that second album that you know when Gore, when Caldwell bought backed out that's where you just they just it just it gets glum like even talking about um you know it's dawn explosion they just it just seems like they're there's they're just like yeah this was fucked up this was fucked up rod you know rod evans was having insecurity issues and he left he didn't want to he kind of blew us off at the end because he just didn't want to do you know it's like all these things and it just didn't seem like that you know i don't know and also you know maybe they, and maybe you know what Maybe they didn't know what how great that album was. I mean, we're looking. Maybe back. they didn't. Maybe they didn't. We're looking back with you know through through rose colored glasses at the whole thing, and uh, and maybe they just didn't. They didn't see it, you know. But but I don't know. They're human beings. Human beings make mistakes. They they're mean to each other. And like you were talking about the Capricorn. Capricorn had their uh, golden uh, golden goose, uh, right. aka the Alma Brothers, and. They just like, uh, you know, it's in their, you know, labels like to make the band start pointing fingers at each other and fuck up the whole thing. And it's like, this is what happened. And, and meanwhile, this incredible document, uh, the self-titled album was just laying there untouched for decades until <laughs> all these stoner rock maniacs like myself picked up on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, it's something that, uh, you know, like we were saying before, it's like it's a band that is worth, um, you know, it's a seminal band. It's a it's a band mm -hmm. that in some ways kind of like Cactus, who turned on a lot of people to, and, you know, that their songwriting and the way that they kind of turned blues rock into something a little bit more driving. Um, mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's... Yeah, the vagaries of the music business, but also it's like, you, you know... A band trying to get together and a label wants to put them out and it's a label that's ha already handling someone it's it all seems great on paper but there also has the execution but of it but uh you know it's having them you know look back at this album and they think that they re from you know again from reading these stories is they seem very at peace with how what that first album did and, and how awesome it was and where it sits in kind of the history of you know, whether proto metal or just rock in general, it's just uh, mm -hmm. it's just one of those albums that uh, it never loses its flavor. It's one of the best for sure. Yeah, is that on our is that on our auto reverse Mount Rushmore? If we were going to put like five, oh yeah, five, yeah, 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 five albums, yeah, I think so. I think I we'd think have so. that would definitely be an, one of the one spot in the auto I know we've done fifty plus about 52 episodes at this point and we haven't really said anyone else's album but i could say pretty safely that captain beyond would make is always is not going to get bumped out of the top five no as a matter of fact i would no nah, i'm not going to do yeah, this don't do i that. was going to make a deep, deep purple comparison but i'm not going to do it no i'm going to leave it alone i'm kind of interested now what were you going to say you know how deep purple had the in rock um, cover with the Mount Rushmore of them. Right. I think Captain Beyond deserves their own version of that same album <laughs> cover. But you some to be applied somewhere else. <laughs> to be applied so, to be used something else. I like, but I, don't For you like the else. don't you like the the picture of Captain Beyond with the the, the glow the floating Captain Beyond with his 
his mane of hair gliding into the universe. Throwing something? Would you? Yeah, he I, might, he to has me, a ball. That's it looks like, like, like a, he's like a he's like a weird uh, what do you call it a mascot the the floating globe guy yeah for yeah sure. I don't know how much you've seen that picture but whoever did that picture took a mighty shortcut on perspective he was he skipped the perspective class in art school because those hands yeah. those hands are about fucking uh, he's about looks about five eleven those hands look like someone who is seven four. Yeah, that, that's a troublesome uh, image. Um, um, I actually, I, I have t two copies of the record. One doesn't have the reflective version of that guy. Uh -huh. It's just a flat, just like cardboard sleeve. And then I have the one that has the reflective, uh, like 3D version of the guy on the cover. Yeah. yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I was, I'm looking here. I didn't know that the album was dedicated to Dwayne Allman. That's crazy. Well, he, that, that, he, he died die yeah, the he, year before. The year before, yeah, 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 yeah something, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and Caldwell played with Allman Brothers, and I'm sure Capricorn was. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They knew it. They all knew each other. Yeah, they said yeah. we'll pay for gas for the tour if you put, you know, something for Dwayne on. Mm -hmm. Anyhow, mm -hmm. so you know, Captain Beyond listen to the playlist uh, again. The probably the first eight nine songs are probably going to blow you away, and then the rest of them are mm -hmm. still pretty good. But uh, Tony did a really mm -hmm. amazing job putting it together. To check it out. And of course, let us know what you think. You know, hit us up on uh, auto reverse pod at gmail.com or on Facebook or Instagram. And yeah, if you want us to look at anything, you know, any other band, we'll be happy to do it. Like I said, we, Tony, I said we're at like at 50 plus episodes. We still have a lot of ideas for other people, other bands and musicians we want to talk about. But always love hearing from you and about who we should take on. So, what do you think, Tony? All right. Anything else? Sound, that sounds great. That sounds great. Okay. All right, bud. All right. Thank you, bud. All right. All right. See you. Peace. All right.